water, be water, be water. He really is a darling fish. Be water. You want to take a shot? Take your shot. Be water. But make it your fucking best, because I get up, I eat you. I eat you. I eat you. Damn, there's a lot of water. Water is slimming. It's like wearing black. It makes you look slimmer. You know, actually, it's not. up everybody welcome back to free water and i realized how funny it would be to just start this podcast without the yeah right just hey everybody what's up how you how you going but i think you guys anticipate the yeah just like i do i think you're ready for the yeah as the music drops out right because i was very prepared. I always look forward to it. I'm looking forward to uh, hitting the yeah. And then from there, it's just all whatever this is. And it seems it's just random. It's just whatever. But is it? Maybe it's fully premeditated and all of this was planned. Okay? Maybe that's the case. Maybe I sat here and scripted out an entire podcast, but I'm reading it so naturally... That it sounds natural. You get it? This is uh, Free Water on Patty Broken Skull. We got some stuff today. I'm excited to talk about because it's kind of... It's kind of a positive thing. Okay? This is kind of something that... I watched... Two things I watched. And actually, it, it, it sort of changed my perspective. A lot of it's positive, but there is some negative. And that's just what it's going to be. There's going to be positive and negative all the way through. Because that's just how we wagon wheel, right? That's just how we wagon wheel. We keep going. Okay? And I'm not really sure if I want to jump right off right off the yacht <laughs> into this shit. So let's talk about some whatever stuff before that. And uh, the first thing I got to bring up is I found a brand. Okay? I found a brand of clothes. And you guys know me. You know me well enough to realize that I, I don't really care about sponsors or promoting people's things. But it is rare that I find a company that creates something that is what I feel specific to me. Okay? Because there's a lot of companies out there that might be specific to you. Like, some of you might still really enjoy Von Dutch. Okay? Some of you might still enjoy Ed Hardy. And that's fine. But for me, it's way different. It's way different, and it's beautiful. It's a brand called 88, okay? Now, of course, that, that probably means nothing to most of you. Never even heard of it. But let me just say, it's perfect. It's perfect for me. It's almost as if somebody said, hey, 
I'm going to start a clothing line specific to this one guy. Because I've bought, I've only, (laughs) truth be told, I've only gotten two items from this brand, okay? But both of those items, you know what I mean? It's like I closed my eyes and came up with a clothing design that that never was made. I didn't make the t-shirt, you know, it didn't ever happen. And then all of a sudden I find it in a store. And this has happened at least, it's happened, you know, twice. And I'm not seeking it out. I don't go looking for this specific brand in any fashion because it's been a t-shirt and now it's a, uh, or no, it was a jacket and now it's a t-shirt. Okay, like I said, it's called 88 Brand. I don't know if brand is a part of the name, but 88 is essentially just spelled out. It's not the numbers. It's spelled out 88. And I got a shirt today that is like a shirt that I'd be like, yeah, yeah. I would make that shirt and wear it. And then you see it and you're like, oh, fuck. Somebody already did. Somebody knocked it out of the park. And it's just a shirt with like a collage of smiley faces, dude. That's it. But they're like melting and they're upside down and different. It's fucking sweet. And it seems so specific to me, right? I mean, that's something that I feel is more like a girl thing, you know? Or a really vain guy type of thing to have a brand. Like, I don't even have a brand of shoes. I don't know what shoes I want to wear. I have an idea of what I like, and then the brand is random, okay? It could be fucking DCs, it could be Jordans, it could be, you know, Adidas. It could be Fila, right? Doesn't matter. But I find this brand, again, not looking for it. And it's one of these things where you're like, damn, dude, maybe I should get online and and shop directly from the person who creates this stuff. And then I'm like, well, technically I got it at a discount store. (laughs) So, imagine the real price on the fucking website. No way. Probably a $40 goddamn t-shirt. Never, dude. Never. I would rather buy three packs of white (laughs) t-shirts from from Hanes than spend $40 on a single shirt. That's crazy. I guess it's because I grew up sort of outdoors all the time so everything got ruined very fast that's why you got one pair of shoes for school maybe two if you if you destroyed the first pair enough you would get you would get two i mean it was to the point where i had a relative die during my school year i purposefully needed to pick out shoes for the funeral but i made sure that the ones i picked out were shoes that i was going to wear to school more often not just to the funeral that they had at the school apparently no I think it was my aunt or something she passed away and I didn't have funeral shoes funeral shoes what am I gonna wear what am I gonna wear I think at this point I might have had some maybe some shacks from like Payless. <laughs> I have no idea it wasn't dress shoes and I had nothing close to dress shoes so you're like well mom I need these and she's like well those are fucking 
so expensive for just a funeral, then you make the argument like, no, I'm going to wear them way more often than that, dude. I'll wear them to school all the time. And they were nice shoes. Fucking weird shoes when I think back about it, but I couldn't even tell you what they were. They were dressy, but almost like boots. Doesn't matter. We're here for other shit, guys. This is just sort of the intro. I wanted to talk about this brand because 88 brand. Hit me up, dude. Let's fucking do it. I would love to get some free clothes from you guys. I would love to promote you guys. But it's really just about the free stuff. Send me the free stuff. Um, I don't even know if there's an email that I have linked to the show. I guess briefcase pod <laughs> at Gmail. I don't know. Who cares? What, what am I gonna sit here and be like, hey guys, yeah, send in your send in your weird thoughts. I mean, there's one guy that popped up in the Do You Party email probably a year ago. Maybe longer. It might have just been in the pandemic, and that's why he hit me up. But his general thoughts were, hey, man, I make beats. I'm going to send you some beats. And I'm just like, all right. Never responded. He sent me three beats right out of the gate. Didn't respond. So I responded like two weeks ago, and this conversation has just gotten weirder and weirder. Because he basically came back and was like, oh, yeah, man, good to hear from you. Give me a second. I'll uh, get back to you, blah, blah, some type of shit. And then we started sort of chit-chatting. And he was like, you want some beats? He's like, I got some beats. I'm like, man, I don't really fucking do that shit no more. Not seriously. And when somebody sends you beats, you're like, fuck, man, I got to fucking actually sit here and write something, make it a song. Nah. That's so much work, dude. Why do you think everything I do is basically a freestyle? Whether it's a podcast, metal vocals. I'm not sitting here writing fucking lyrics, dude. That's lame. It's lame, and I just don't got the time. I don't care about it anymore. In reality, that's all I ever wanted to do. You know, when I first started doing music, all I did was write fucking lyrics. Constantly. The back of fucking menus. Sometimes I write it directly on my arm. Like, ooh, that's a that's a hook. Got it. Like, fucking not. Nah, it's not worth it anymore. Because the stuff that you put out that you really work super hard on is the last thing you're willing to be critiqued about. You're like, dude, that took me fucking three years to put together. And you're going to tell me that it's fucking shitty? <laughs> hard to accept. That's why it's like, I'll just freestyle. And then when I get critiques or, or positive critique, you know, people really enjoy it. You're like, I didn't even fucking try. So imagine if I did. It's like this podcast. This is me not trying. The YouTube channel is a little bit of trying. Not in the sense that I'm spending hours upon hours fucking editing video. But the stuff that I write. Okay. That's me taking time. It's easy. Because how hard is it to write jokes about these fucking goofy bastards that put themselves all over the fucking place? Like you give so much fuel to have people critique you in a positive light, in a negative light, to just essentially know who you are on a deeper level. That's why guys like Brendan Schaub or Chad Zumach trying to claim that people just don't know them, you know, they simply don't know them because they, they're just podcast listeners, they're podcast viewers or what have you. They watch a stand-up. But it's like, it's not just that. It's all of the podcasts plus the stand-up, plus the social media, 
plus the interactions with other people in real life that people know about. It's like, it's almost a burden to be that well-known. And I think all of us know that. Most realistic people know that being famous is fucking shit. It's nothing. That's absolutely the other reason why I refuse to put my name on almost anything. Because I don't want that. I would rather be in a band like the Gorillas, Right? The only time we put out music is as an animation. Right? Like, that, nobody, you do now. You could probably easily Google who the people are that were in that group. But when it first popped on the scene, you didn't know. Same thing with Slipknot, Kiss, shit like that, right? They're hidden behind these, these facades, no matter what it is, whether it's a mask or a fucking curtain or an animation, right? They're hiding. And they're saying, I don't... I guess this is how I view it, is they're trying to say, what I look like doesn't matter. It's what I'm giving you, okay? It's the music I'm making. It's the art with the music. It's the art in itself. Do not try to tie the fact that I might be relatively handsome to my success. And that's what I think it is. Or good-looking or fucking whatever, got a good mustache. I don't know. But if you don't tie your face to it, if you don't put your name with it, there's a certain level of like, okay, I have to judge it solely based on this. There is nothing else. And to go outside of the thing that you're trying to be judged for, like they find out, oh, he doesn't have eyebrows. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, eh, you miss the point. You miss the point. Critique the content all day long. Okay? Critique the music all day long. <clears throat> But it's when you go to that next level of being like, oh, I found his Facebook <laughs> or his fucking MySpace photos. You're like, well, who's this for? Who's that for? Like the level of commitment is baffling. And it, and it goes beyond social media because even before podcasting existed, before social media was a thing, people were sending fucking death threats via mail <laughs> to people, right? That's commitment. That's more commitment than somebody talking shit on a YouTube comment, right? You don't got to get a stamp. <laughs> and then sending a letter, sending a letter requires some sort of other address, right? Now, if you send it from a hotel room, maybe you could get it, right? So you have to also say, "I'm not hiding. This is Dan from Ohio, and I fucking hate Kiss. I want you all to know it. You're all demons, right? Like whatever it said, it's like, this guy went Ted Kaczynski on the shit, sort of, you know? Hey, man, relax. But back then, also, you didn't have to worry about <clears throat> certain things just being forced upon you. You know? Like, Pandora is the first example of that. When Pandora came out, and I would just listen to, like, you know, a Dan Cummins channel, you'd hear jokes from Mark Norman, and you're like, who has that voice? Who really has that voice? That's not a real person, right? This is a guy doing a character. Nope. It's a real guy. Now, I did say in the last episode, which I only recorded a few days ago, that I was under the weather, okay? That's why I took a little bit of time off. I'm trying to get back into it. But, as you guys can probably tell, still a little under the weather. And I hate this. Especially when this is like something you do 
sort of as work, right? It's like I need to be <laughs> I need to be able to sound like myself. And this just makes it difficult. But we got more coming, guys. We got to talk about the Burt Kreischer roast. We got to talk about the Burt Kreischer special. And uh, then we're going to get the fuck out of here because it's already 17 minutes. You get it. Okay, I was going to play some of this Burt Kreischer roast because some of you probably didn't watch it. It is on OnlyFans. Oh, sorry. OnlyFans TV. Which isn't going to work. That's just not going to work, dude. You're not... Okay, we got we to gotta take this slow because I got a lot to cover and I'm obviously going to rant quite a bit. Now, I watched the Burt Kreischer roast because, fuck it, man. There has been nothing this weekend. Nothing. Nothing worth watching in any capacity. I've been going through old YKWD episodes. Wow. Watching some old Rogan. But I remember them saying something about April 1st. Burt Kreischer's fucking roast is going to be on OnlyFans TV and it's free. And I'm thinking, well, fuck it. If it's free, I'm in. Not paying for this stupid shit. And first thing I notice is it's only 50 minutes long. It's like 50 minutes and 23 seconds. The last thing I noticed, because I had no reason to be aware of this, is it was all filmed at the comedy store. Okay? But Whitney went out of her way because, of course, Whitney Cummins put, this, put the roast together. Of course she did. Because what other comic would you choose to put together Rose besides Whitney Cummings? Perfect. <laughs> that that right there doesn't make any sense. Like nobody even wants to see her on television anymore, let alone some fake half-assed television called OnlyFans TV. <laughs> Why does she keep trying to make herself relevant? She's got to be the most annoying person to fucking work for because if you watch all the way through the roast to the very end, there's like deleted scenes and shit and she's trying to tell Donnell Rawlings how to do this fake wedding ceremony, and it's unbearable. Unbearable. I can't imagine she's fun to work for in any capacity, no matter what it is. TV show, stand-up special. I'd imagine it's probably difficult being that woman's robot, right? That fake robot that looks just like Whitney. That's got to be a hard job for her, and that's not a real person, <laughs> you know? Fuck, man. That part alone, the fact that Whitney was, you know, allegedly in charge of this whole thing, it killed me. Like, of all the comedians that exist, of all the popular comedians that are still consistently performing more than her, because, you know, she makes TV shows now, apparently, all these comedians that are doing actual road work, putting out specials, you know, writing new jokes so often, they pick Whitney Cummins to be the person who puts a roast together. And... The first thing I can tell you that shows that she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. She made Trevor Wallace the host. Yes. Very good. You found an L.A. comedian. Woo. 
Very good. And that just goes to show that Whitney has no faith in any other Los Angeles comedians. Because for the most part, everybody else was not an L.A. comedian. And this is the one thing that bothers, and it should bother everybody about these fucking roasts. First and foremost, this is the easiest form of comedy. This is the easiest form of joke writing. I bet if you took a comedy class like an asshole, the first thing they would tell you is, hey, let's roast this fucking bowl of fruit. Okay? Let's go back to the basics. This is the ABCs of fucking comedy. Roast. Okay? Talk shit about this specific thing. Come up with jokes about this thing. Easiest form of joke writing. Argue argue with me. Tell me I'm wrong. Okay? Because there's no fucking way. This is the easiest thing. In time, roasting... In time, shit talking is hard, but sitting there for three months, writing jokes about a specific person, sifting through all of the jokes, finding the best ones, picking the right people to say the joke, it's not hard. And Whitney said she was over budget already. Over budget. But she got Trevor Wallace to host a roast uh, for Burt Kreischer. Because we all know how close Burt Kreischer and Trevor Wallace are. They're almost the same person. But truthfully, they didn't think maybe Bobby Lee, Andrew Santino, right? Why not Brendan Schaub? Hey, Chris D'Elia. Oh, wait. These are all L.A. comedians that constantly perform at where? The Comedy Store. Instead, she says, fucking Jim Norton. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Jim, could you bring Rachel Feinstein? <laughs> right? Because those are all Burt Kreischer's friends. The idea, as far as I'm aware, of a roast is you're going to roast somebody you love. It's out of love, right? And yet, I would say... 90% of the comedians that Burt took on his fully loaded tour couldn't make it to the roast. Right? Shane Gillis wasn't there. Mark Norman wasn't there. Big J. Okerson wasn't there. But nah. They did bring Donnell Rawlings because they're friends, right? That, that, that's just another sign that Whitney doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. I hate these people that think that they should be in charge just because they're louder and annoying and talk a lot. <laughs> you know? Like, just because you're the one that stands up the most when you talk doesn't mean you should lead. Because if this was back in the days where we were fighting bow and arrows, right, you would have been fucking laced through the skull, son. Sit down. Sit down. It's not going to work. And then Jeff Ross comes out and fucking eats cake off the floor because that's hilarious. Jeff! We do know you more as a physical act, right? Jesus Christ, dude. And the other thing is, too. If I was Trevor Wallace, I wouldn't have taken the gig. I don't care what it would have done for my career, which is probably nothing. But I wouldn't have taken the gig because, number one, it makes no fucking sense. Why are you here? Because you and Bert also do TikTok? I don't get it. Why are you here? Not that he's not funny. Not that he's not talented. Every one of these people are. But it feels like their time's up, you know? 
feels like Jim is a radio guy now. We don't need another Jim Norton special. Relax. Okay, you've done enough broadcasting that we get all your jokes. We know you're going to say something about sleeping with a fucking, you know, a girl with a mustache. We get it. How much funnier could it be? Can you elaborate more? No, thank you. We're all good for the rest of our lives. And I love Big J. Okerson, but also, wait, my bad, Big J. Okerson was there. Okay, so out of all the people on the Fully Loaded Tour, they got Big J. Because, of course, he's got a special coming out, so pretty good promotion. The third thing I noticed about these these roast comics and this roast in itself and proof that Whitney doesn't know what she's doing. Everybody did one joke apiece against uh, the dais or whatever towards Burt Kreischer. They all got five minutes, maybe. And it wasn't worth it. I mean, even Big J's set, you know, his roasting thing, you're like, he's just talking about people that sent in stuff that you couldn't talk about or you could talk about, and that's how you were able to write the roast. Like, ooh, thanks, because that's hilarious. Obviously, flip the script, of course, fine. But make it worth it. Make us care. Because I don't believe these fucking roasts anymore. Not one of them. The closest thing is a roast battle or that comedy fight club shit. I know Luis J. Gomez has something called Spit Roast with some sort of an AI situation going on. Fine. That's even better than this. But you got Jeff Ross claiming to be this king of roast, whatever the fuck. You know, these these gimmick comics, right? Like Jeff Ross being the, ro- the roast master might as well be the same thing as Burt Kreischer being the shirtless comic. You're doing the same shit. <laughs> you're doing the same thing. So don't try to feel like you're spending hours upon hours writing jokes you're not you're talking shit about a specific topic that's why they did the mr peanut who's not a real he's not real what's next the energizer bunny what about the fucking oven mitt from hamburger helper we gonna do him next fucking stupid like it feels like Jeff didn't lose all that hair from that Jada Pinkett Smith fucking deal. He just stuck his head in some radiation somewhere. Fried his skull right to his brain. That thing is a peanut now. (laughs) That's why he roasted Mr. Peanut. He's got a peanut-sized fucking brain. And what an ugly, ugly man, too. Like, Jeff Ross has been ugly most of his career. Now that he has no hair, like, fucking stay inside, guy. Stay inside. That's a definition of a forever hat man. (laughs) You know? Put a fucking hat on, dude. So, basically what I'm saying is Whitney has no idea how to put together roasts. And whoever put her in charge shouldn't be in charge of anything themselves. I mean, her fucking, her body movements, her her jaw and chin, the way that stuff goes. You're like, I mean, what's happening? Is she about to have muscular muscular dystrophy or something? She got scoliosis recently? Did she dive into a pool? Did she dive into the shallow end of a pool head first? What's going on? She seems weird. I guess that's what happens when your fucking only real friends are horses, you know? It's like that girl that was fucking recently on the YMH podcast who 
has a sexual love of airplanes. And fucking Whitney's got the same thing with horses. Relax. Relax. Okay? God, I, 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 there's so much to say, man. There's even new up-and-coming guys. Like, remember the roasts that were on Comedy Central, like Donald Trump, Justin Bieber? They put people on that you didn't know. Right? A lot of people you didn't know. And they did great. Because the jokes are written by other people. That pisses me off. Because people like Tony Hinchcliffe get to walk around and claim to be in the Writers Guild because he wrote for the roast on a channel that's now defunct. Right? Wait, you wrote on what? Comedy Central? Oh, yeah, that doesn't count anymore. Because it's not a thing. And all he did for the first, what, six roasts, he just wrote jokes? How fucking boring. What a lame son of a bitch to write jokes for somebody else. You're also a coward. You're a coward. It's like all these people that write music for fucking Katy Perry and Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? You're a coward. I wasn't Ed Sheeran a writer at one point for Taylor Swift shit. And now he's a big famous guy because he finally got the courage to put his ginger head on fucking TV. <laughs> it takes courage. It does take a lot of courage. But as always, this is free water. And we'll be right back. more about this roast because I was thinking about it as the music played and I should have just interjected in, in between the music but who does that? Who's that creative? Not me. Not me. But I will say this. It feels like Whitney's uh, her new shtick is just being overly sexual. You know? Like that's how she she claims her humor. That's the type of funny she is now. Like, oh, in case you guys weren't aware, I have fake tits. Do you know? I have fake tits, and I'll basically bang anything. Like, once she degraded herself on the Legion of Skanks in fucking Vegas, grabbing that fat man's penis, you guys probably saw that. She's nothing. That's That was the... <laughs> that has to be the highlight of her career in the past couple years. You know? For the, for the fans out there. The people that were, have been following her, they're like, oh, she's back. After she did that, she's back. But now she has to really lean into the fact that she's a slut. Lean into that as hard as you can, you get a new Netflix special. I mean, at this point, Netflix is just giving away specials to fucking females. They might as well, right? They might as well because they've only, what, they've had one, yeah, one semi-successful and it was Whitney. I think Amy's been on there a couple times, but... Who cares about that? Tom's wife? Oh, my God. I think I'm going to do a YouTube video about fucking Christina Pajinski. I mean, this bitch is out of her mind. Out of her mind. And nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. Like, that shit... The shit that she pulls on YMH, dude, is not funny. It's not funny stuff. You're like, she's fucking gross. It feels like Tom is dating Burt Kreischer. 
Like, there's a hundred times where she, she does that fucking squealy laugh talk bullshit. She stole it from fucking Bert. Like, what a gross person. And she's stupid as shit, too. Just dumb as a box of rocks. And that is your pit. That is the epitome of a female that wore hoodies to school every day. That's what they are. They're so wrapped up in making sure they have enough fucking eyeliner on and, you know, black fingernail polish. They're not learning anything. They have no social, you know, behaviors. It's all improper. Nobody taught them because when they were, (laughs) it's hard to know how to be, how to socialize when your whole identity is based around being antisocial. And then we're supposed to say, oh, well, she's, she was an antisocial person and she, she grew out of it. So let's put her on the fucking podcast because that's going to make good content. You're like, no, this is a dull person. This is a moron. This is a person that was putting on wet clothes after they got out of the shower like a jackass. Like if you haven't figured out figured that out yet uh you should be in a facility being taken care of there should be people helping you put on your underwear every day you shouldn't be free to roam the streets you shouldn't have ungodly amounts of money and you probably shouldn't be a parent that's danger as far as i'm concerned that's danger so yeah (laughs) that was it's true i'm not even joking either i really really don't like her if i can be 100 percent honest with you guys you know I did that episode for Do You Party with the fucking producer of that show, Any, who made me take it off. But I make I make sure that he knows that I haven't forgotten. I recently commented on a YMH episode that this fucking guy used to get fucked up and troll kids on games. <laughs> he used to troll kids, yeah. He used to be all fucked up. Now, you think that that doesn't sound so bad, and I don't think it did. But the fact that he needed the entire episode deleted because of that shows me that he's a fucking pussy nerd fucking coward fucking thinks he's so goddamn cool because he dresses like Brendan Schaub shut the fuck up dude you're not special you moved (laughs) you moved out of Los Angeles for a podcast like it makes sense for Tony Hinchcliffe and Tom and these guys to go to Austin because their friend Joe is there but why why can't they get new producers (laughs) it's fucking weird dude Nadav, all these dudes that work for these shows, like why you you're gonna move for this job as a podcast producer. Whereas whereas being in LA, you could right, like you could just open a studio. People will pay you to come record. I don't know, fucking idiot. But uh I, I end up you know, I, I had these conversations with this guy, and he seemed like a nice guy, but I stopped watching YMH, and I'm just, I just sort of letting you guys know that I didn't stop watching because Annie was involved with the show. I stopped watching because Christina was so fucking irritating. So irritating. And they're not all like that, right? Like, we know that most women aren't like that. But if your background is goth, I don't take you seriously anymore. I don't think that you have humor anywhere in your body. Nothing about you screams you'll be a funny guy, right? Like, we all know goth people. Was there any inclination inside of you that said, he's probably a pretty funny dude? Probably a pretty funny chick? Fuck no. Never. Not one time. 
Not one time have you seen the band Cradle of Filth and thought, huh, I bet the drummer's got some jokes. Fuck no. Those guys are sad and depressed and dark and evil and looking for attention because they dress like fucking clowns. Okay? But no, turn them into a, a stand-up comedian. Sure. I mean, what a struggle their lives had to have been in the beginning. Right? Tom and Tom and Christina had been struggling hard as fuck when they were both trying to do comedy. So hard that Christina had to do reality TV. You know what I mean? But enough of that. Let's talk more about this character known as Burt Kreischer. I recently had the pleasure of watching Razzle Dazzle. Okay? And I say pleasure because I think I watched two of his other specials. I think he's at he's at four, maybe five now. And of course I stopped watching at a certain point. I was like, this guy, it's just the same thing all the time. And it's it's boring. It's fucking hey, you gotta be fucked up to find this dude funny. And I think that's that's what I've learned. I think all of us out here that dislike Burt Kreischer, we don't think he's funny. I think Get as fucked up as you can and then watch Burt Kreischer. Because then, I think it works. I'm not even joking. I did an entire YouTube video trashing this guy and it still stands. But, this recent special, dude, I must have been fucking high out of my mind. Because I laughed quite a bit. But let me explain. What it felt like to me in comparison to, like, Secret Time, was this special? Burt Kreischer wasn't holding back. It seemed super fucking aggressive, man. He was kind of mean. And that is not a side of Burt Kreischer that I thought I'd ever see. Right? He's a lovable drunk teddy bear. But then you see the special and you're like, holy shit, this guy's a fucking asshole. (laughs) Like, a fucking real jerk. And I like it. Because I think we all have this notion that not only does Bert laugh super hard at his own jokes, he makes everybody else feel like they're doing a good job. Right? You got this fucking laugh, this human laugh track next to you. Why not use it? It'll make you look good. But then I see the special and I'm like, holy shit. He makes fun of his wife. He does like her, her voice multiple times. He talks about how stupid his kids are. Dude. I'm not a Burt Kreischer fan. I find him utterly annoying. But that special spoke to me. It spoke to me differently than anything else. It seemed like this is true Burt. This is not a guy who's relying on the fucking machine story anymore. And maybe that's another reason why we all disliked him. We had to suffer through those fucking Joe Rogan experience episodes where Burt was just exhausting. But maybe that's what it is. Bert's okay on podcasts. But maybe he actually does shine as a stand-up, you know? Like, these live shows, dude, have to be absolutely insane. But I don't drink, so it wouldn't be my forte. But I feel like if you could get high enough, dude, if you could smoke enough crack, there's a good chance Bert Kreischer could get you to giggle, dude. Razzle Dazzle had some shining moments in it. Memorable, you know? 
It's like one of those specials where you're like, I'll fucking check it out again. I'd watch it again. Because the stuff that he said that his kids were saying, whether it was true or not, was hilarious. And you don't ever say those two words together, Burt Kreischer and hilarious, you know? You just... <laughs> Anyways, I feel like we've done enough here, guys. Thank you so much. Patreon.com slash podculture. Um, YouTube.com slash great job show. Uh, what's the other one? Instagram, that dude with ears. And uh, yeah, until next time. When I am dead and have passed on to the next world, I want you to kiss my hairy buttocks!